Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to That's What People Do. It is January the 10th. We're back after our, what is it, nine nine day break? Yeah. So we're, we're back. Over a week. Normal service has resumed. We're mm-hmm. 10 days into 2020. How's it been so far, everyone? Yeah, I hope everyone's having a good 2020. Are we out of EU? Maybe. We just don't know. Still got, what is it, if this is the 10th, we've still got... 21, 21 days. 21 days. Yeah. So who knows what's going on? I hope everyone's still alive and prospering. I've got my Scottish citizenship now. Scotland has gone for independence. Yeah, meanwhile I'm just stranded here. (laughs) Crying to myself. But anyway, we digress. So normal services resumed. It's back to Friday uploads now. And today we're going to be talking about the one, the only, Charles Manson. (laughs) And the reason we are doing Charles Manson, obviously this is that's what people do and he is a massive name in history. But I watched the Quentin Tarantino film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night and I ended up... You know when you watch a film and like as you're watching a film, you're researching the true story mm. and you're just like, fuck. Like, I just ended up doing so much research. I just wrote the, my notes on... Is this episode going to have spoilers on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It doesn't have to. Because I haven't seen it yet, but I want to watch it. Okay, no, no, then it doesn't have to. All right, okay, good, good, good. No spoilers. That was good. It's good that you said that because I 100% was going to, but I don't have to, know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I can't do spoilers. But all I, I, all I will it. say is Tarantino does a very good job at depicting true events. Mm, interesting. Yeah. We talk about top Tarantino films afterwards as well. But yeah, mate, this is probably up there for me. <laughs> um, so Charles Manson, born on November 12th, 1934. I was also born on November 12th. So I've got a little, a little something, something similar with birthday. Charles Manson. Hmm? We're basically the same person. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Is that something I want to say? Yeah, not sure. I'm not sure you want to have his childhood. No, <laughs> we'll delve into that. So he was born to 16-year-old Kathleen Manson Boa Cavender in Ohio. What a, a fucking name. name. That is a na- what is it with names on this podcast? Yeah, everyone just got fucking lengthy-ass names. Remember Fanny Manring? Fanny Manring. God, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> oh, Fanny. She loved a blast. She loved a blast. Oh, no. She died. Um, For the first few weeks of... 
Charlie's life, he was called No Name Maddox. Uh, his mother refused to give him a name. But Maddox? Maddox, I believe, was the surname of the man she was right. seeing at the time. Oh, all right, okay. Got a new new name every week. Yeah, and then Manson eventually was a name based off his stepfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, she didn't want to give him a name, so she called him No Name, and eventually it changed to Charles. Which is so fucked up. Like, we'll delve into this. Like, she was not maternal in the slightest. No. No. I mean, you can at least give him a name. Yeah. Even if it's a shit name, name, like Keith. Like, you're literally referring to him as No Name, which is, to me, takes more effort to say No Name than it does to say Charles. Yeah. Wait, No Name. Yeah. What? That's just you being pedantic, Kathleen. Yeah, with your awful long name. Kathleen Manson Bauer Cavender. I hope you call Catherine. Anyway. Um... So Manson may have never known his biological father. His mother had no maternal instincts and was very negligible. She would often sell her body for money in order to buy booze and drugs. Bear in mind she was 16. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is a fucked up story. She once sold Charles to a waitress at a diner for what? a pitcher of beer. So she sold her son. No, She sold no name yeah. for some beer. So a, waitress, a pitcher, no doubt. A waitress came up to her and was like, I'll buy your son. And she was like for a pitcher of beer and that wait so the waitress came up to her and said I'll buy your son and the, that transaction took place so it wasn't even Kathleen saying you want to buy my son the waitress inquired what the fuck because I think she could probably see that. that's what I was going to say could she see that like Kathleen was like clearly not fucking maternal in any way shape or form was like that kid needs fucking help I will buy that kid off of you but maybe but buying it yeah for she a didn't say look I'll take that kid off can I take the kid I'll buy that kid. And the fact that she went, oh, for a fucking pitcher of beer. Yeah, and she did it. She sold him for a pitcher of beer. Uh, however, Charles's uncle found him four days later and returned him to his mother. I hope she won't got her beer back. So, it, it, yeah, to be fair. But it, it raises some questions, doesn't it? What would have happened if Charles was not found stayed with that woman. and stayed with the waitress? Would he have become the person that That's he did? That's so interesting. Yeah, I doubt this it. This woman clearly has, like, from what I can tell... She seems to have, like, a good nature in her to be like, I want to get this child away from that. Yeah. And then she might have brought him up nicer yeah. and him had a better upbringing. Because as, as we'll go into, like, the shit he goes through probably moulds him to what he becomes. Yeah, which clearly argues towards the nurture versus nature. Yeah, And exactly. says that, you know, he's moulded into what he became. Yeah, 100%. He um becomes a right nasty bastard. Mm. Although officially he never killed anyone. Officially. <laughs> His mother obviously didn't want to deal with him, so she'd often send him to like boarding schools and stuff, so she didn't have to fucking like deal with it. But he would always keep running away and returning to her, which is so bizarre that this woman is doing everything in her power to get this boy away from her. She clearly is so negligible, and yet he just keeps returning to her. It makes you wonder why she bothered keeping him, though. Why didn't she just give him up for adoption? It, uh, I don't get it. It is. Fucking, I don't know. Is she that lazy? I don't but know. like she can't be because she's t- bringing him around with you. She's like, oh, come here, no name. Yeah. Fuck's sake, dragging him around. She was clearly a he was a burden to her massively. Yeah. So Manson returned to school, but ran away to Indianapolis ten months later. Instead of this time returning to his mother, he rented a room, and supported himself by burgling stores at night. He was eventually caught, and a sympathetic judge sent him to Boys Town, which is like a, a juvenile facility. Mm. Uh, after four days, he met a student called Blackie Nielsen. They stole a car, obtained a gun, and they used it to rob a grocery store and a casino. Uh, how old? Uh, you know, it doesn't actually say. I believe he's in his teens. Okay. He's in his teens, yeah. Mad. 
so yeah, he's he's already on a path to crime. Yeah. So Manson was then arrested two weeks later during a nighttime raid on a on a store, and the investigation that followed, he was also linked to two armed robberies, and he was sent to another strict reform school in Indiana. Now this school was fucked up, and when I say fucked up, that is putting it really lightly. Mm. It became evident that the students would rape each other. Fucking hell. And he was raped on several occasions on occasions and the staff members would encourage this. What? Yeah. Fucked up. So They he... encouraged the rape of each other. Yeah. So these boys would just rape each other. Why? Why I'm sorry, but what are the guards getting out of it? The sick are they people. Watching it? it or something. Or are they putting bets on who's gonna do who? <laughs> I don't know. It's fucked up, isn't it? It's horrible. That's disgusting. No wonder these people. This, no wonder these people come out and re, yeah, they just fucked you know, up. Do it's it again. It doesn't reform anybody. Like, what's the point? Is it to say, "Oh, we'll make it so fucking horrible, we won't want to come back"? No, what? No, mm. I don't think that's the way. It's just going to mentally tap you for the rest of your life. Mm-mm. So um, Manson quickly developed a self-defense technique that he'd later call the insane game. So when he was like faced with bigger lads that he couldn't defend himself, he'd do what I thought was actually a really good idea. He would screech and start like waving his fucking arms about. So everyone was like, oh my God, this kid's fucking batshit. Like fucking honey badger. But that's the thing. Like I often said this in school. Say you get into a fight and this kid's clearly bigger than you. If you fucking rip your shirt open, start screaming, launch a chair at the wall, is that person going to still want to fight you? No, you're right, because it's a show of strength. Yeah, and that person's going to be like, I could probably physically dominate him, but he's going to grab my balls and rip them off. But they said it's like the honey badger. That the honey badger don't get fucked around with at all. Mm. Although it's smaller than anything, it don't have no fear and it will attack anything. And it always goes for like I think the nuts. Yeah. Um, it reminds me as well like uh, Stephen Fry uh, once said that his sort of um, the best way to get rid of a bully is to when you're about to be punched or if you're being grabbed or anything like that. Just be like, oh, don't touch me. That gives me a boner. He <laughs> was like, they soon jump off you pretty quickly. That would stop them in their tracks. <laughs> like, but what? Not in Charles's prison case, though. Like, no, they're like, oh, fucking great. Like, great, that helps out. Yeah. Mm. Weird, weird people. Um, after a number of failed attempts, he escaped in February 1951. So he was born in 34. So he was, what, 18? Mm. He was then transferred in October 51 to National Natural Bridge Honor Camp, which is like a mini, minimum security institution. Right. Um, he had a parole hearing scheduled. However, he was then caught raping a boy at knife point. Oh, my God. So he went from being raped to, to, to doing the raping. The wow. But then, like, obviously it's awful, but... Is that like a dominance thing? Like, you know, when you're being bullied, you become the bully. It's it's a case of he's had this done to him so many times. Does he have any perception of right and wrong at this point? Yeah, now maybe he thinks that's almost normal. But then also, like, to assert your dominance and be like, yeah, this is this is how he's been. This is how he's been taught to stop that happening to him. He's doing it to others. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's horrible, isn't it? So obviously, after this, he was transferred to a federal reformatory in Virginia. Uh, He committed more offences including three homosexual acts which it doesn't say what it is I'm assuming he raped three guys mm. uh, he was then moved to a maximum security reformatory where he was expected to remain until his release on his birthday in 1955 however he was a good boy so he was released in 1954 in the month of May okay so he behaved himself and didn't rape anyone for he long enough he didn't rape anyone out. So, I don't know if... We, are we applauding someone for not raping someone? Well done, Charlie, for not doing that. Yeah. 
Uh, in January 1955, Manson married a hospital waitress named Rosalie Jean Willis. Um, with her, he had a son, Charles Manson Jr. He continued to steal cars and he would like take them over state lines so it then becomes like a federal crime. Oh yeah, it's one of those, it's like what happens in one state, they can't do it for the other one because it's nothing to do with them. Yeah, but he, if, if, you tra- if you travel, it becomes like a federal case. Right. Um, and whilst in prison, because he got caught, Rosalie ran away with a truck driver taking Charles's son with her. And then oh, she right. fought. And then she Charles, fought. I didn't know how Charles had uh, a son. Yeah, and then she filed for divorce. So he had a son that you could never see. I wonder what that son's like now. Well, I mean, there might be interviews. Who knows? Oh, I, I didn't really know. delve into that, to be fair. It'd be interesting to find out, wouldn't it? Yeah, what he's like. Yeah. Well, assuming he got a good upbringing. Mm. We mm. don't know. So he received five years parole in September 58. However, he'd soon be on the path to no good again and began pimping out women. Some of them were underage. He was arrested for attempting to cash a forged cheque, which violated his parole. He would marry a prostitute called Leona, so she wouldn't have to testify against him. Mm. Which is clever, because like, your spouse can't testify against you. It's like a, a law. Is that right? Yeah. He was ordered to another 10 years imprisonment. During this prison sentence, he began to learn guitar, which becomes like a big thing in his life. Yeah, didn't he know... He's a great... He was a really talented musician. He knew, like... Is it the Beach Boys? Yeah, we get into that. There's a oh, whole okay. thing with the Beach Boys. All right, yeah. And, like, there's rumours. Like, no one can claim that it's true. He had an audition to be part of the Monkees. Is that right? Yeah. But I apparently, think, he was a really good musician. Did I tell you something? I believe wasn't uh, Robert Downey Jr. was, like, one of the original members of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Was he? I think so. I think that's true. No way. I, I think so. That. Yeah, like when they were like playing just like small clubs and whatever, yeah. like brands banking new, first time or whatever. I think he was like part of the band. Well, usually when people leave bands, they're like, oh shit, I shouldn't have left that band. Well, he's done all right for himself, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm right. I think that's right. If I'm wrong, yeah. let me know. But well, I've I'm never sure heard that's that. right. Mad. So he was learning to play guitar and all that. Like he was really good and that becomes a big part of his like Manson family. Did I say Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. No, I meant um, Johnny Depp. That makes more sense because he's played with like Metallica and Johnny Depp. That's it. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp yeah. was one uh, a member of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, he's done. He's done well for himself as well. He's done very well. As well. That, that does just make sense. Paint your face white and just be weird, and he's done all right. Yeah, <laughs> weird guy. So, um, by the time of his release day on March 21, 1967, he had spent 16 years of his 32-year life in prison. Wow, this is half his fucking half life. his life, and that's like in childhood, like. No, no charge. No charge. Crazy, isn't it? So, upon his release, he asked that they let him stay in prison. He all he wanted to do was to walk around the prison yard playing his guitar Mm. because he didn't know how to live on the outside. And like, it's quite clear he knew what he was capable of, and he knew that the outside world wouldn't wouldn't work for him. Take to him, and they denied it, and he was set free. So again, they fucked up. They could have obviously you can't keep a prisoner just. No, yeah, taxpayers just paying him to sit on his ass and play yeah. guitar all the time. But what happens if they did? Would Sharon Tate still be about? We'll go on to that. Well, this is the thing. Um, <clears throat> this thing when it comes to uh, what is, what is, what should the criminal um, justice system be? Should it just be punishment or should it be ref- reforming? It sh- yeah, it should um, be reforming. Because in this in this instance. Charlie's just continually being punished. Yeah. Now Charlie also understands that he's not going to get on in the real world, 
and so he's probably better off staying in this shithole of a place where he gets raped and stuff exactly. and hor- and it's horrible and the guards beat him up and shit whereas like if the criminal justice system in that sense and the imprisonment system is ref- reforming you know give him a trade yeah. make sure that you know it's clear that he's he's good with the the guitar and music yeah teach him how to read music yeah teach him how to write music teach him how to, like, teach you know guitar. teach him something that he yeah. can use it and take it out of the prison system and go get a work because yeah, sure. he clearly doesn't think he's ever going to get a job but he, he had, has no idea what he's going to do he had a lot of psychiatric assessments and most of them came back and said he was aggressive and antisocial and is a danger to everyone he meets but this is a but that's the thing in it as well it's like yeah, that guy's aggressive and antisocial. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Mm. Uh, nothing. He's in here for five years and then he's out. Okay, right, so you're not going to help him nurture that aggressive nature and sort of to tell him how to hone that properly and use it in a better way. Yeah. You're not going to do that? No, 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 no. He'll be fine, he'll be fine. He just needs punishment. He won't do it again. Well, no, no, because you're clearly saying he's got this attitude and his behaviour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, you know, the, the criminal justice system should be a thing of reforming people. Yeah, for sure. It shouldn't you know, obviously there are circumstances where someone's just not going to get reformed or yeah. whatever. But, you know, petty crimes or whatever, like like theft petty or... Theft, yeah. You know, petty theft, or like, you know, stealing cars or, yeah. like, you know, stuff that you realistically you can, you know, reform someone it and make been someone a, better a off. You know, if they've got, like, you know, Charles had a terrible upbringing, yeah. it's clear. You know, he's had a really shit time of it. So why not give him hope? Yeah. You know, make sure that he can channel his energy somewhere else. Yeah. He's clearly gifted, not creatively. Help him channel it. So it does feel like the system massively let him down. I feel like, yeah, maybe that is what has happened. The system's let it down and it bit him him back in the arse. Yeah. But yeah, so many people advised that he wouldn't get released, but he did. So the year's 67. Um, The Summer of Love is right around the corner. Free love. Free love, man. Free love, free (laughs) we. So... Living mostly by begging, Manson soon became acquainted with one Mary Brunner, a 23-year-old graduate. Mary was working as a library assistant, and Manson moved in with her in her house in San Francisco. It ain't much, but it's honest work. Now, Manson was obviously, like I think it goes without saying, a very manipulative individual. He could make especially young women do whatever the fuck he wanted them to do. Quite a handsome-looking bloke. Also really crazy. Like If you look into that man's eyes, like... There's a fucking whole world in there. It's scary. His mugshots are terrifying. I mean, be real. He's seen a lot in his youth already. Yeah, to be fair. He's been through a lot. Yeah. You know. But, um... So he managed to convince Brunner to open up their house to 18 other women. And she accepted. So eventually it was Charlie, Mary Brunner, and 18 other women living in this house. Brunner would quit her job and embrace the hippie lifestyle. I mean, listen blokes if you've got a partner try and convince her to bring just one person into your relationship just see how far that goes <laughs> right. now try be charlie and say 18 please 18 in one go in one go open your house to 18 other people we're part of this free love come on man like oh my god and he did it but this <laughs> it is a thing like the 60s in america was mental i'd love to fucking be I don't part get of that. it like most of them are baby boomers which are now like all these conservatives like you yeah. can't you can't do this this is ours and it's like hey listen man you spent your 60s high and drinking yeah. and just shagging all the time like what what's wrong with you now? i think if i had a time machine i'd 100 percent go back to america 1969 69 <laughs> just because like i just want to fucking see the <laughs> summer of love yeah, <laughs> sixty nine. Um, <laughs> was it was it Woodstock's famous at that time? In it, was yeah, it yeah, that's a, Woodstock was a massive hippie festival. Yeah, it's just hippies everywhere, man. And like, 
uh, was it uh, the Silent Generation? They called. Um, we're just like all these fucking hippies running around, <laughs> mate. You got so many serial killers in like the sixties and seventies because yeah. you've all got this like free love attitude. People don't give a shit and they just do whatever they want. They're all high and they don't care. Yeah, and people just running around abusing them, like mad. Anyway, sorry, yeah, I just it's left right. that abruptly. So he manipulated most girls from like troubled backgrounds. Yeah, so Makes obviously sense. they're quite easy to easy targets. That yeah. one. Uh, People and broken homes. He enticed them with LSD, a place to live, and the hippie lifestyle. Mate, it's like catnip for humans, isn't it? Which, at, to be fair, if someone came to me and was like, you can live here for free, take a lot of drugs, have orgies, and just live freely, I'll be like, well, can, let, 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 let me consider. Do you consider it's like, fuck the system? You're like, yeah, 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 man, fuck the system. Like, Vietnam's on at the time, so they're all being like, anti-government. I, I was at work earlier listening to like another uh, Charles Manson podcast just to like get it into my head. And I was thinking, like, we, we've we talked about a lot, a fair few cults. We talked about um, Shogun Sahara. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll do Jonestown at some point. Oh, I'd love to do Jonestown. I feel like that's going to have to be a more. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we, we were talking sort of like, you know, uh, last week's episode at the beginning of the year, saying, you know, we've got some big things coming. Like, I think mm. we've got some big, like, big people. Uh, we're we're going to take, like, some real long time to research those yeah. ones and really get I, some I think that's a multi-part in. of that one. Yeah, man, but, yeah. definitely. And, like, we've talked about cults and stuff, but, like, this is it's gonna be a fucked up fucking and sorry mom if you're listening to this but I think there's one cult that's ever been created that would have a chance of getting me as a member and it would probably be the Manson family as fucked up as that sounds <laughs> yeah but yeah I get what you're coming but like, from consi- but before the murders because before the murders it was literally just a bunch of hippies having sex in a f- desert yeah and I'm sure at that time that would have been very appealing I mean, yeah, but it would be no different to what everyone was doing anyway. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just like, oh, just come do it with us. And you're like, yeah, fine. It's just, just hanging out with your mates, isn't it? for free. Obviously, when the murders happened, you'd be like, oh, it's a little bit. Yeah, you'd be, yeah that bit. You'd be like, you know, when Homer Simpson sort of backs away into the bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, one of them did. One of them did fucking leg it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That'd be out there, mate. But yeah, but apart before that, it was just everyone just having mass orgies and getting high. What a world. Mm. So after nine months, he got bored with San Francisco. And as Charlie said, it has become overrun with African-Americans. Oh, those African-Americans. This becomes a big thing. Charlie is a, a bit of a racist. A bit of a racist. I hear you're a racist now, Father. <laughs> no, no, it's the Chinese he's after. I'm not after anyone. <laughs> oh, it's a great episode of Father Ted if you want to watch it. Um, so it was time to move. They found themselves in Los Angeles, big L.A., uh, while there, he recreated Bobby Boselow. I've probably butchered that second name. It's a crazy name. I'm just going to throw Bobby from now on. And Leslie Van Houten. Oh. Charlie and the family found themselves in and around big music producers and were often invited to their parties in the Hollywood Hills. So he was around the bigwigs. And obviously, as a aspiring musician himself, I think I think at this point, Charles Manson really, really wanted to be a musician. I think that's all he had his eyes set on. I don't think there was any form of like violence or anything in his mind at this point. Got demo tapes everywhere. I literally, I think he wanted just to be a fucking rock star. And maybe if someone was just like, yeah, okay. You want to listen to my demo tape? I think there was a lot of times in Charlie's life where people could have been like, okay, and everything would have been fine Hmm. if they just fucking helped him out. But (laughs) so many things went wrong. I'm not condoning what he did. He was still a fucking prick. No, but you're right. It is mental where like, in his story, there's many, many occasions where if he'd gone down that road, what would have happened? Mm. There's so many what-ifs with his life and story yeah. that you're like... And wow. so many what-ifs that just fucking smashed together with other people's lives and changed theirs, mm. which is such a shame. So, 
Um, Dennis Wilson, the former, uh, the former, the drummer of the Beach Boys. Oh yeah. Uh, picked up two young female hitchhikers. They were members of the Manson family. He took them back to his house, had sex with them. As you do. As you do. They're just hitchhikers. It's, it's, They're just going somewhere. This is the sixties. So Where are they going? From... Wherever I take them. Yeah. Just what on earth happened? What was that discussion? How did that, how did that where are you going guys oh we're just heading up to like somewhere alright cool 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 it's just at a hippie... what point does he go John Friesen but the thing is it's just a hippie conversation isn't it like where you go and they'll be like oh we've got nowhere to go they like, literally have nowhere to go yeah that's something that uh, absolutely freaks me out hitchhiking mm, I think it's how a lot how was that ever a thing I imagine in the 60s it was a lot different to what it is now I mean I'm not being funny there's so many serial killers in the 60s that murdered hitchhikers yeah how did that how did that ever become a thing like well how are you going to get there I don't know I'll just stand on the side of the road and hope someone picks me up what a complete stranger you don't know yeah what mental it there's a lot I've heard loads of murder stories about hitchhiking I mean I'm not being funny but if my kid said to me like oh I need to get somewhere how are you getting there I don't know I ain't got no money I'm just going to stand on the street and put my thumb up and hope someone picks me up I'll get out no I'll take you no, yeah, man, I'll send you money. Yeah, yeah, don't hitchhike. Um, yeah, gen- generally speaking, I-, I know a few people that have done it successfully, but I don't know if that's just as a lone success story. Anyway, um, he took him back to the house and had sex with them, as you do, and then left to meet his band for a recording. The Beach Boys. I like the Beach Boys music. Apparently, they're pricks though. So. They're dead now, aren't they? I don't know. I imagine so. I just love when you want to, everyone on a car journey. Put the Beach Boys on; it really lifts the mood. Uh, I I think I know one song. Good vibrations. What's that one got? I'm living a good. That's the one. That's the only one I know. And what about surfing in the USA? Oh yeah, I know that. Surfing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all I know. Those are the main ones. Um, and then he left to go do a recording. Upon returning to his home, he found a party going on, and he was met by Charles Manson on his front drive and the two girls he'd been with earlier in the day. So <laughs> imagine his face when he saw her. So oh, the God. girls ran up to him, was like, "This is Charlie. We want you to meet him." And Charles told Wilson that the girl, all the girls in the house, there's been fucking loads of girls in the house, eighteen of them, were like more than more at this point. He had a massive. Oh Christ! More. Got heart, proper heart. I think I think at the end of the Manson family, he had over a hundred members. He did. No, he not did. All women. He did have some men, but mostly right, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he told Wilson that the girls are there for you. Do what you want. And he's a full-on pimp. Yeah, and Wilson apparently was so impressed that Charlie could like do this, and like the girls would just fucking bow to his every command. He allowed them to stay as long as he like liked. Charlie was also allowed to use anything of Wilson's, like the cars, the food, the drugs. He, the Wilson was just bankrolling him. Hooray for misogyny! Yeah, and orgies were commonplace in this house. I'm not surprised. So depending on be left out. depending on what you want out of life, this house could either be hell or it could be the best place on earth. Yeah. We just I mean, don't. I think the only person who was having a better time was, what's his fucking name, Playboy Blake. Oh, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. He was doing it without the cult. He was just doing it, unless you class the Playboy Mansion as a cult. Uh, nah. He was just an old guy having a bit of fun, wasn't he? Just bloke having a good time, eh? So after a while, Wilson's manager got sick of Manson and the girls and ordered them to leave. And at this point, that meant all of Charlie's plans for a career in music and all of his open doors to the Hollywood music producers were completely over. So why was the producer pissed? Because he was, like, taking Wilson for a ride. He was just, like... Because Wilson was bankrolling him. Uh, and Charlie was just, like, taking everything. But it's at this point, you think, why didn't Charlie really hammer home the record stuff? This like, comes up later. This was his time to be like, dude, like, come on, let me 
Give me, give me a play, Survivor. I'm not sneaking his car and his money. This does come up later with a man called Terry Melcher, who, oh, okay. is, who is a, a big wig, but we'll come on to that. So the family, at this point, moved to a disused film set called Spawn's Ranch, which is also in the film. It's like, as you watch the Tarantino film, have Charles Manson, the Manson family, like their Wikipedia page, whatever, open next to you. And like, if you look at pictures of the real life places, including the house of Sharon Tate and everything, Tarantino fucking nailed it. Yeah. Every, every detail to the minutia is spot on. Mm. Then obviously in Tarantino style, he does whatever the fuck he wants, but... Blows it up, covered in blood. Exactly. You can tell how a Tarantino film's going to win. Yeah, you know how a Tarantino film ends up. But it's, it's amazing what he did. It's completely spot on. So the Spawns Ranch was owned by an elderly blind man called George. George allowed them to stay at the ranch, providing they do the upkeep on the land and like look after the horses because he was going blind. Right. Charlie would also order the girls to sleep with George. There was one of his followers called Squeaky, and this is where she got her nickname. But when George touched the inside of her thigh, she would squeak. Ah, oh, really? So if you didn't want to vomit, like there you go. Um, bear in mind, these were young girls, some of them 16, 15, oh, and he was 80-odd. I mean... But he was blind, so he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Oh, yeah, that's fine then. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Charles is full on a pimp at the moment, and he's mm. just using them to get whatever he wants. So all of the Manson family, you could go into a lot. We could probably do an episode on uh, most of them, but we're not going to. We're going to concentrate on Charles on this one, but just for this, Squeaky would not be involved in the later murders, but would, however, be later arrested for attempting to assassinate President Ford. Oh, really? Yeah, she pulled a gun on him. Oh, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Do we know why? Uh, she was just fucking crazy, wasn't she? Crazy, crazy hippie. Bloody hippies. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So Manson became obsessed with the Beatles, a little band, and particularly the song Helter Skelter. Do you know it? I don't, yeah, I don't really Beatles, know it off the I don't, I don't, I don't know. know how it goes. I'm no. just aware it's Beatles. Is um, it an album in it or is it a song? I think it's a song. I'm oh, not, right. I don't fuck knows. But he believed there were direct instructions to him on how to incite a race war. Yep. So, yep. So, and obviously we know there's quite a bit of racism in the family. Th- this, is, this becomes a massive thing. This is Charlie's plan. He wanted to commit murders but make it look as though they were committed by black people, particularly the Black Panthers at the time. In oh, order to militant group, right? In order to create a white v black war, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he wanted. He claimed that the whites would lose, and then the black people would look to him to lead them. 
Wait, sorry, I thought Charles was on the side of the whites. He no, he he claimed that the black people would win the race war and then look to him as a leader. Brilliant. I I mean, makes complete sense. Really complete. Like, like, I, I can't mean, fault your logic. If I told you all the way through his life he declared himself a Scientologist, would that surprise you? Did he? Yeah. Through his entire life, he he had ties oh, with Scientology. Shit. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, he was he, he was a Scientologist, but um, he'd try and join up a few times. But um, L. Ron Hubbard was like, nope. When you're too <laughs> fucked up for Scientology, <laughs> yeah. even Scientology was like, nah, this dude's too too weird. Because even Scientology is a cult. They don't like being called a cult, but they're a cult. You're a cult, and you're weird. Yeah, and oh, we're gonna have people squirreling us now. You know, where they stand outside your house with cameras. That's some jokes. Bring it on. Like I I don't do anything. I'll just stand there. Mate, the most boring Big it's, Brother episode ever. Did you watch um the Louis Theroux documentary when you started making my Scientology film or whatever? I think so, yeah. When it, he's so clever. He went to make a film on them because he knew it would wind them up. Yeah, and then they tried to make one on him at yeah, the same time. Yeah. You can't make a documentary on Louis Theroux. He's going to fucking out-documentary you every <laughs> fucking time. Oh, mate, I love Louis Theroux. Great, because he's just so like nonchalant about everything, just so awkward. Louis Theroux is genuinely like a British gem. Yeah, for sure. Right. The one journalist that everybody trusts. Dude needs a knighthood. For sure. So where was I? So yeah, he became obsessed with the song Helter Skelter and he wanted to incite a race war, <clears throat> as you do. On one of the murder scenes later on, um, a big thing about the Manson family is they'd like, write things in blood on the wall. Mm. One of them tried to write the word Helter Skelter. But spell it. Misspelt it. <laughs> <laughs> and it said Hilter Skelter. Hilter Skelter. So well done. Want- Hold on. Mm, the person we're looking for is uh, from Switzerland. The thing is, when you're writing on the wall in blood, that takes a lot of effort. Yeah, so you can't, It's not an accidental typo. You've oh, put so a fucking stupid, extra letter in there. Yeah, it's stupid. Fucking idiots. <laughs> right. So Charlie ordered Bobby and two female followers to the home of a man called Gary Hinsman, Bobby's former music teacher who Bobby lived with. Mm. He re- Charlie realised that Gary had recently inherited $20,000. And obviously, Charlie wanted this. Um, Bobby, refu- uh, not Bobby, uh, Gary refused, and Charlie cut off Gary's ear, and then oh. Bobby would later kill him a few days later, leaving the words "political piggy" written in Gary's blood on the wall, as well as a panther pl- a paw in blood to make it seem as though the murder was committed by black panthers. Maybe did it work? Maybe, maybe they would have got away with it. If Bobby wasn't arrested later for driving Hinsman's car, you fucking moron. What a If you're going to commit a murder, don't take their fucking car afterwards, you absolute fucking spaz. What an idiot. Like, just... Might as well have just lived in the house afterwards and all. Literally, or just hide a massive fucking sign being like, I, I did, did it. I <laughs> Walked around with a, re- with a bloody paw. It's like, uh, what, this whole thing? Fucking no. idiots, man. If you're going to commit a murder, be clever about it, please. Otherwise, it's just you're going to get slated by me on this podcast. Well, you say about that, but like, you know, you, you might people that like watch, um, was it like, uh, forensics, uh. CSI, and all this sort of stuff, and they're like, I know how to commit Everyone a thinks crime. they can commit a perfect murder. Yeah, and that's like, mm, I don't think you could. No, go on then. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go on. Oh, there you so, Terry Melcher, remember I mentioned that name? The yeah, record yeah. producer? He had visited Spawn's Ranch, listened to Charlie and um, the family like and their songs, and he promised he was going to get them like a recording deal. Uh-huh. However, these were empty promises, and he uh-huh. never he never filled it, and Charlie was pissed. I'm so, surprised, because he didn't like Charlie anyway. No. So, on August 8th, 1969, 
He directed Tex Watson, Linda Kasabian, Susan Atkins and Pat- Patricia Krenwinkel to the house where he thought Melcher was living under the instructions to kill anyone inside. Ooh. Earlier in the year, however, Charlie has had visited the house and was met by a photographer, a friend of Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. Yeah, yeah. He thought that this photographer was a friend of Terry Melcher. So he thought Terry Melcher was still living there, but it wasn't. Terry Melcher had moved out. Right. So Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate had moved in. Okay. Melcher, of course, no longer lived there. The house is occupied, I've said this, by film, famous film director, actor, and paedophile, Roman Polanski. I was literally, I was li- I'm literally, I've got my phone in my hand right now, I'm googling Roman Polanski, paedophile, because I was certain, I was like, I've heard he was a paedophile and a bit of a fucked up bloke, he... and I was about to google it, just double check, because I didn't want to say it in case it wasn't true, but you've got it already, bang, let's talk about it. He fled the US. I don't yeah, have, I've heard I don't, about it. I don't have the details, but he fled the US. He's like French or something, isn't he? He's French, Polish, <clears throat> dual nationality, I think. Right, no, I've got to look it up. I've got to look it up. Roman Polanski, paedophile. I've, I've heard he, about he it. He sodomised a... A young say, lad, 13-year-old. Was it? I thought it was a 13-year-old girl. Uh, right, hold on. Roman Polanski. Oh, right. Can you do it on your laptop? Because I've got no date or nothing. It's not going to happen. It's going to take too long. I yeah. need to know. So... Because it wasn't Roman Polanski that died, was it? It was his Roman wife still who alive. was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, Sharon Tate dies. He's still alive. Roman Plastic's, you know... Um, is he wanted in the US then and he's just never gone back? The thing is, this is the hypocrisy of Hollywood that a lot of like actors and actresses who are claimed to be really woke signed a petition to try and let him like direct films again, which he did. He made The Pianist in like 2002. He still acts in films. You know, Rush, have you seen Rush Hour 3? Yeah. You know when they get arrive to Paris and they meet the French policeman that like has the yellow pages? That's Roman Polanski. No. That's Roman Polanski. What? So a bunch of woke, uh, air quotes, uh, woke celebrities were like, no, let him come let back, him back in. in. What, you mean after he sodomised a fucking he, teenager? He sodomised a child. In March 1977, film director Roman Polanski was arrested and charged in Los Angeles with five charges against Samantha Geimer. A 13-year-old girl, rape by the use of drugs, perversion, sodomy, lewd and lavicious act upon a child under 14, and furnishing a controlled substance to a minor. Oh, I'm sorry, what prick. What and then he fled prick. the country. What he, a bellend. He's still acting and making films. He won Oscars after this. He raped a 13-year-old. And he won Oscars. Even oh after God. this, they didn't arrest him. Oh my God, he raped a 13-year-old. And the, the Academy hell. kept giving him awards for decades after. What is up with this, man? Crazy. Like, the whole Me Too thing I'm is sorry. about at the minute. Epstein didn't kill himself, man. Like, this shit is fucking... Roman Polanski is still about... But that's a whole whole other story. But I love And it how was his like... poor wife with the kid that's the ones that got killed. They missed the target. Yeah. It's mental, isn't it? But Roman Polanski is still about... Uh, but what blew my mind is in Rush Hour fucking 3. I'm going to have to rewatch it now. Yeah. That's Roman Polanski. <laughs> Mad. God, I can't believe that. Anyway, we digress. What a great film. But Roman Plansky, you are a paedophile, sir. You are a paedophile. You are a prick. How you've been allowed to direct and act in work since, and Kevin Spacey has been fucking slaughtered, is a fucking mystery. Like, it's one wolf some and another for everyone else, in it? There's a couple of Kevin Spacey, though, isn't there? It's not just one, is it? Yeah, but he should. his career is rightfully ended, but why is Roman Plansky allowed to fucking... It does make me want to watch House of Cards, so... I'd never got into it. I think I watched like one or two episodes. I was and the I was last like, thing of Kevin Spacey I ever but... watched was um, Baby Driver. Ah, uh, no, see, mine was uh, Horrible Bosses. 
Uh, yeah, Which, let's uh, be real, is facing the movie yeah. as a good film. Yeah. But yeah, just don't have sex with underage people, please. Motherfucker Jones. I, I don't feel like we should have to say that, but. <laughs> don't touch kids, <laughs> leave them alone. They're supposed to be kids. Here we are. Oh, ironic, isn't it? Like, fucking, that's what Charles's problem was. So, anyway, so these four um, people who had been directed to go and kill Terry Melcher turned up at the house of Roman Polanski and his very beautiful, heavily pregnant actress, yeah, wife, hot. Sharon Tate. She was hot. She was really stunning. She like, was something else. Stunning. And she was eight months pregnant at this point. Mm. Not great. Oh, Polanski, however, was not home that night. He was in Europe. So he what could, was he, he doing in Europe? Mm-hmm, Solidifies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. But he dodged a massive bullet. So Tate was home entertaining friends Jay Sebring, Wojtek Frykowski, and Abigail Folger. Mm. What followed was an incredibly brutal murder. Images can be found online. You can find so many images of the murder scene. Okay. Um, Tate. Uh, hold on, I'm checking it out as well. Where you do it? Where you talk? So Tate was the last one left alive, and she begged for her to live long enough to birth her child, but was instead stabbed multiple times, including in her pregnant stomach, Aww. all whilst a rope was tied around her neck. Texas is said to have uttered the words, I am the devil, here to do the devil's work. Pig was written in Tate's blood on the walls. That's fucking horrible, isn't it? That's not nice. Like, I mean, why is it... Why? I mean, a murder is a murder. They bought the wrong house. That's all that happened here. Wrong house. They're all trying to get that producer, innit? Mm. They bought the wrong house. But like, at what point did they... Why did they not just go, oh, we fucked up here, run? Yeah, they went through with it. They were so... They were high. Yeah. They were, their perception of reality was gone. Like, there's um, talks that um, Charlie Manson like f- found this new drug. There was like this route that if you made tea of it, it would make you like hallucinate, like, hallucinate for a few days. Mm. But if you bit into the route, it would just fuck you up for life. And Tex bit into the route. And like, he was just... He was fucked. He was on another planet. Have you seen these crime pictures? Yeah, they're fucking horrible, aren't they? They're fucking... Oh, it's disgusting. It's brutal. Yeah. Oh, we've not, we're not going to upload them onto our Instagram, but if you do want to go and have a look, just fucking Google them. They're there. Yeah, I mean, literally, you can find them on Google. It ain't hard. Like, yeah. wow. Honestly, that's so bad. Piggy, mate. Awful, isn't it? Mm. However, such a shame. the family weren't done. They struck again. Wow. The following night, they murdered Leno and Rosemary LaBlanca. Manson, however, was present for these murders. He was there. Yeah, because he said they made such a mess of the previous night. And again, bloody writing was left on the walls, as is their calling card. There am I, yeah. So he, he attended? He, he was the, there. Was he in the room, though? I think so, yeah. He, yeah, he was there. Because I've heard he was maybe in a car. I think he was, he was about. I don't know. Yeah, but that, that's always his, that was his like gimmick, though, wasn't it? It was like, I didn't commit any murders. Yeah, when he yeah he's ordered. like, I didn't touch no one. But then you could also use the argument that Hitler didn't kill any Jews. Yeah, it's a similar right, fucking yeah. ballpark, isn't it? You fucking ordered it, so... Well, yeah, we, we spoke about it with the um, I Love You Now Die episode. Mm. Um, well, I think Roy. we mentioned Charles Manson, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Conrad mm. Roy, the third episode, and um, saying, you know, if I tell you to jump off a cliff, you have to do it. If I tell yeah. you to murder someone, you do it. Mm, but then with Charles, I don't know, they're all indoctrined, didn't they? Like, that he is their pimp. They gotta do stuff for him. Yeah, and all these girls were so fucking smitten with him and so brainwashed. Mm. Bless them. I imagine some of the guys weren't too keen on it. Like I imagine, imagine they were all like mates, but there's got to have been some like 
alpha rivalry going on. Probably, but I think a lot of them just loved it because it's free love when it's summer of love. Yeah, free love. But people say that after the night of the Tate murders, the summer of that was the last day of the summer of love. Summer of love ended on that day, mm. and then everything just fucking turns sour. Damn fucking hippies! Yeah, fucking hippies. Some of the Manson family, including Charlie, were later arrested for arson. Susan Atkins told her cellmate in great detail how they murdered Sharon Tate and the others. People came forward and explained how Charlie had recently been bragging about murdering five people, and Kremwinkle's fingerprints were found on Tate's bedroom door. Charlie and those who committed the murders were sentenced to death, but this was later changed to life imprisonment, which is pretty fucked up. Mm. There was another girl as well, which unfortunately I don't have the name, I'm sure I could find it, uh, who was present on the night of the Tate murders, but she didn't partake in the murders and fled, Mm. and she testified against them. Oh, good. So, fair play to her. Charlie died on November 19th, 2017. Yeah, very recently. Two fucking it. years ago, three years ago, in 2020, uh, via a cardiac arrest. Mm. Uh, the cross on his forehead, little fact. You know, you, you see the swastika on his forehead? Yep. That started off as like a little cross, just an X. And he issued a statement that he was considered inadequate and incompetent to speak or defend himself and had crossed himself from the establishment's world. So the little cross that he put on his head has been like, "This is me crossing myself out from the world because like you don't value me." Oh, uh, okay, that was his own his own interpretation of it. Which he later tattooed it into a swastika. Of course he did, because he a racist. <laughs> or, or did he do it just for the sake of making himself look worse? Do you know what I mean? Do you know when you like you dip your toe in the bad, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just jump in." Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? He's not getting out of prison. He knows he's not getting out of prison. Yeah, for sure. And he knows that like it's almost like what happened was. The longer he was in prison, the more famous he became. Mm. And he's now got to this cult-like figure status where he's now just like, do you know what, fuck it, everyone thinks I'm the devil, fuck it, I'll be the devil. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck it, what else can I do? Put a swastika on your forehead. Yeah, fuck it, why uh, not? Have you ever seen an interview of him? Yeah, he's crazy, man. Every interview, he doesn't speak, he shouts. Yeah, and he just shouts gibberish. Yeah. Have you watched him in Mindhunter, season two? I haven't seen Mindhunter in season two. Is, is Manson in season two? Fucking watch it. Is Manson in season two? Watch it. Oh shit, I didn't realise. I'm going to have to get around to that. Get on it. Because I loved season one. Yeah, mate, get on that. It's good. I it's didn't realise Manson series. was in season two. Is it more juicy? Oh, man, it's juicy. It's good. Oh, well, that, I'm doing that tonight. It's definitely fucking I'm worth doing watching. doing that tonight. The whole thing, because you know, like, not only, not only, like, is it, like, is it cool just like with the serial killers that, that, who are played very, very fucking yeah. well. Like, all the guys who play them are really good, like, um, uh, Bundy, uh, not Bundy, it's, um, uh, big guy I know you're yeah, on about yeah, yeah. I forget yeah. his name now it's off the top of my head um, who killed the sorority girls yes I know yeah, you're on yeah, about the co-ed yeah. killer yeah. Ed Gein not Ed Gein um, Ed Gein yeah yeah he's Ed Gein yeah. um, there's, a, there's a really good documentary on him uh, Ed Gein in his own words and Sky Crime watch mm. that um, but yeah no Manson's in it which is great but you know you've got Ford and then the other guy with the like proper buzz cut yeah. military cut yeah his story, the whole season, is fucking ace. Really? Definitely give it a watch. I'm really going to watch Get that. back in that. And you should watch a million, uh, not a million, uh, uh, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah, Upon yeah. a Time. Once Upon a Time Hollywood. in Hollywood. And then we can discuss the ending because Tarantino just does what he wants. Yeah, boy. Uh, and now, if you look into the Manson murders and the Manson family in particular, you'll find that a lot of his followers are still alive in prison. So Tex is still about. Mm. Uh, I think What's-A-Face is still about. Um, completely forgotten her name. Where is it? Lauren. Lauren. Where am I looking here? Leslie Van Houten. She's still alive. They keep getting their parole denied, but a lot of people are saying they they are going to be let out eventually. 
Hmm. Uh, one know, of the, they've had time to basically grow up. Susan Atkins, I believe, died of cancer. She got cancer and was very aggressive, and she was released from prison, and she died nine days later. Hmm. So good riddance. But yeah, a lot of a lot of them are still alive. Um, whether they're reformed or not, a lot of them have recent, like not recently, but have come out and said we were blinded by Charlie. We mm. obviously don't believe he's Jesus because he literally told them he was Jesus, and they just fucking lapped it up. Yeah. If you pump anyone full of enough LSD, they will believe anything you fucking tell them. Yeah, man. Yeah. And especially young, impressionable, mainly women, who were just taking drugs, getting food out of bins, sleeping with each other. Mm. Nah, what a fucking way to live, man. It's not. It's not like a long-term thing. No, it's not. It's for, for me the way I was looking at it. I would <laughs> sounds fucked up. But like <clears throat> I would love to go to parties with them, but mm. then be able to go home go afterwards. Home. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. It, it's it's like it's like a twenty-four-seven party that you know once you you've been there too long now and you're just like this is just weird. Now. I'll stay for a couple of days. I'll indulge in their lifestyle, but then I'll be like. I'm going back to my bed. Yeah, you can't maintain it. And I suppose the only way to maintain it is to continually pump you with drugs that you don't Literally. really know what you're doing. It's like, yeah. It's like fucking Jonestown was essentially the same, wasn't it? Yeah. We, yeah, we so need to do Jonestown. We'll get on that. We'll, we'll discuss yeah, we'll, that. We'll figure that out. Cults are really interesting. I love a good cult. Yeah. It's it's fascinating how they work and how, how like, it, it, what baffles me is how they're able to, you know, obviously in this case, uh, the cult was allowed to happen because of the uh, societal time. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't. That, society allowed that time. I don't think it would happen now. today. No. That that cult, Manson family cult, would not happen today. He he really he took on hippies, which there aren't many hippies it, nowadays. Well, yeah, essentially what he's done is he's abused the time. Although I was thinking that like there seems to be such a political divide at the minute, and like particularly the left wing, like the militant left, which is a fucking lot of them. You could easily start a cult with those people. I think you're right. I think you definitely could get a militant left wing cult. Sure, Antifa going. is. I don't know whether it's, cause it's more of a movement, but yeah, uh, you could look uh, look at momentum. Yeah, the left wing side momentum. I mean, all it would take is for you know, if if Corbyn was that way inclined, Corbyn could fucking take over that thing. And Cor- like, Corbyn could we start are now a, cult. a cult. He could he could start a cult tomorrow. Absolutely, the people I know I know people. That yeah, would so do him. I. And then there'd be people like me being like, I fucking voted for you, bro, but no. Yeah, yeah, and he'd be like, right, let's all go kill politicians and whatever and they're yeah. like what the fuck and he'd be like yeah we're, we're gonna get this uh, socialist country one way or the other what? and then we turn into I can pocket. totally see that I mean I'm not being funny uh, well at the time this uh, podcast goes out we've had a conservative government now for like two three weeks now yeah um, and uh, when the election happened there were people like I mean it's scary the posts that I've seen online social media. People lost their fucking mind. Proper lost their shit. Like I I'm not going to lie like I voted the other way and lost the vote but I thought mm, okay. Like it is what it is like you you can't make it the best of a bad situation. You can't do anything about it. Yeah but yeah I, no you're right you're right in this day and age today the only kind of cult I think we'd see you're right is is a political cult. It's a militant left and cult. It would be it would be militant left cult. Um, but then, uh, to be fair, it could potentially swing maybe the other way. But, but it's uh, right. Maybe but then they're uh, pacified at the moment because they're in power. So and then, but then, like you get like EDL and that. I suppose they've tried that, but it's not really a cult. You need. To, uh, what are the de- what's the definition of a cult? You, do you need a compound? No, 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 no. I don't think so. It's just an ideology of some sort. Shall, shall I Google it real quick? Yeah, Google it. Um, yeah, Google up what what defines a cult exactly. And then we're gonna start one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people do. Cult. An idiot's guide too. 
a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. Okay, so uh, what you need basically you need a head of it, mm. and you need a goal. So you could almost like yeah, you know, like I say, it wouldn't. I suppose it's not going to happen unless like I mean, Corbyn walked in, or if like the left militant left have some sort of figurehead to follow, mm. and then that person becomes. Revered as God in some sort of way, yeah. and say like we are fighting for a particular movement. Follow me, blah blah blah. And people just follow them blindly. Blind and they'll do it, and I'll be like, I will, I'll be one of the first to say, ah, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Then I'll be like, Team Tory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boris, gonna sort this out quick. Damn man, that's interesting. Suddenly considering starting a cult. Don't do it. What is it that Creed Bratton says on the office? Um. More money being a cult leader, more fun being a cult follower. Brilliant. Well, it's, um, what was it? It was fucking Elrond Hubbard. So it was like, if you want to make money, start a religion. He wrote a fucking science fiction book. Yeah, he was a sci-fi novelist. Have you seen the South Park episode of um, Scientology? I have not. It's so fucking funny. It's like, they put, they, they literally tell you the story of Scientology, but over the entire thing, they've got the words, this is actually what Scientologists believe. And it's just it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I like that. That's From very funny. start to finish, it's just ridiculous. Like there's a fucking alien who's like the power of all things, like the spirits yeah. of the aliens are yeah, within yeah. us. Elron Hubbard was once an alien racer. It's just like just stop and think for two minutes. Just mm. two minutes and yeah. just assess whether that's correct. Yeah, he he was also like some he was like a lieutenant on like a ship during world war Two in like the pacific but like just off the coast of hawaii i think or something like that mm. and he was just like dropping depth charges under the water because he thought it was a submarine somewhere and then it wasn't there was nothing there <laughs> he's just an idiot bruv like people fucking mm, i don't think we'll ever do a scientology one because we don't want to start a war it's too dangerous man yeah <laughs> but that's why they that's why we've got to do one because <laughs> being unchecked but i think once we do um jonestown i think we've covered a lot of the main cults yeah, we'll have yeah. done Jonestown, Manson Family, Shoko Sahara, and what's the other one? I'm sorry, we've done one. Mm, can't think of one. Unless Shoko, we Jonestown, Manson. I don't know. I'd, I swear I had four in my head just. No. Well, that's all the cults. Any more cults? Scientologists? Can't think of any. Well, we'll start one, and then we'll... we'll yeah. So if you want to start a cult, hit us up on our socials. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to uh, revere us as gods... <laughs> That's absolutely fine. We will be good gods. We'll be like um, the dude from 300. Xerxes. Xerxes. I'm we'll a, a kind a, god. I'll, I'm a kind god. Mm. And I'll just you know, give you whatever you want. You want You want the boy? You want the girl? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You want half boy, half girl? <laughs> half boy, half goat? What's that? Is that... Um, oh, who is the comedian now? I forget his name. But, um, no, I remember that. No, never mind, never mind, never mind. He played Fagin in Oliver Twist. Was it Omid Jalali? Omid Jalali, that's the one, no. that's the one. He's like, you want boy, you want girl? <laughs> you want boy, girl? <laughs> anyway, Charles Manson. Charles Manson, a really fucked up guy, really interesting guy. Um, watch the film, research it more. I would recommend researching Charles Manson. I think I've covered the, the main bits. I would recommend researching the Manson family mm. and the, the individual members because they've all done some fucked up shit. Yeah, man, there's tons of documentaries on that stuff as well, like... And um, obviously, look at like Sharon Tate. Well, don't look at Roman Polanski, but look at Sharon Tate. She was stunning. No, look at Roman Polanski and then tweet him being like, you're a piece of shit. You sodomised a 13-year-old girl. Piece of shit. Fucking idiot. And people still want him to make for anyway. 
Anyway, he's literally winning Oscars to this day. And Do you know what? That's what bothers me more, is the fact that, like, Sharon Tate, this actress, whatever, pregnant, she's the one that fucking died, and the fucker that raped a 13-year-old is the one that's living it life, living at large, making movies, appearing in movies, and people just, like, forgot about it, and they don't yep. give shit. That's what annoys me more, is that, like, you know, they say, like, oh, it's the good that die young and whatever, and the bad, you know, in life, yeah. or whatever. And that's what's happened in this fucking Literally. situation. It should have been oh, Sharon Tate in Europe and me. Polanski being at home. Yeah, man, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But, yeah, that was Charles Manson. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a very interesting, very interesting man, very interesting cult. Had a shit start in life. Yeah, probably Had bad. Had a shit life in general, to be fair. Yeah, really bad start. So um, it's at that time of the month again where we don't know who's coming next week. Well, we we couldn't tell you Mm-mm. because we're going to meet to record. So enjoy that. So next week is going to be a nice little surprise. Will it be a good person? Will it be a bad person? I think it's a good person. I think it's a good person? Yeah, I think it, yeah, it'll go in good person order that one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we've had two bad ones now. Two on the trot were bad. The beheading and Charles Manson, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, last episode of Christian Gomez with his beheading of his mother on New Year's Eve, New mm-hmm. Year's Day, actually. Uh, and then Charles Manson, and it'll be a good person, which would be my person. episode. So nice and uplifting. Whoever I pick would be nice, a good person. I Fantastic. So we'll be recording that in sometime in January. Yeah, man. Look forward to seeing you, and look forward to talking to you guys and telling you about some more really fucking interesting people. Cool. That's that. <laughs> that, that was a very much a full stop wasn't it yeah um, socials that's what people do on Facebook yep that's what people do on Instagram uh, at that's WPD on Twitter mm-hmm. and send us an email that's what people do podcast at gmail.com yeah and if you want to start a cult just let us know we're for it absolutely yeah man alright guys see you later ta